We would love to see startups growing out of this in addition to established companies. You know, we have a phrase we use with our industry partners. We tell them we want them to come here to test and stay here to grow. So even if you didn't originate in Ohio, we want you here. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. This is Annalise Corbin, your host of Learning Unboxed, and I am super excited today to be back in the studio at WOSU. And we today are going to be talking about the role of transportation, mobility, things that fly, things that drive, things that scoot along, um, you name it. It is the thing that everybody is talking about across the country and around the world. Uh, what do we do as it relates to uh, transportation? And so uh, there is an amazing amazing opportunity for schools uh, to be part of the conversation tied to a variety of different transportation issues around the globe. And joining us today is Rich Granger, who is the Managing Director of Workforce Development at Drive Ohio, which by definition is the state's one-stop shop for connected and automated mobility solutions on the ground and in the air. That's the official statement. So Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So let's start with that official statement about what the heck is Drive Ohio, and then we'll get into the weeds of the really cool stuff you're doing with the schools. Because I've known Rich for a number of years now, and so it's been really, really fun to sort of see the evolution of what he's got going on in schools. So let's start with Drive Ohio. What the heck is this thing? Sure. So uh, just about two years ago, in January of 2018, Drive Ohio was created because of two funding awards and a phone call. So the two funding awards, one was Smart Columbus, which many people have heard about. It was a U.S. uh, Department of Transportation award. And then the other was along the U.S. 33 corridor heading from Dublin out towards uh, East Liberty for anyone who's familiar with Central Ohio. And then the phone call came in from, at the time, Auto Trucking, an automated trucking company. They wanted to deploy technology on the turnpike. And it took us many phone calls inside the government machine to say yes. So... Everybody decided, let's, <laughs> let's consolidate a little bit. Let's pull it together. So Drive Ohio was created to be that sort of one-stop shop for industry, for government, for education, and for community partners. And that's who we work with to deploy this technology to unlock the benefits. So we've got that, that finely crafted elevator pitch that you described, and then we've got a bunch of reasons why we're doing what we're doing that go behind all of that. And so just for clarity for folks, especially for folks from other places not in Ohio, uh, Drive Ohio has a pretty um, high profile and present currently in the state just because of all the different moving parts and pieces and, and as you pointed out, the initiatives that are happening here. But for other places, is is this a state agency, a partnered agency, private, public, hybrid? What what the heck or how does that sit? Yes. So the official answer is we are an initiative of the Ohio Department of Transportation. So we are part of state government. Our mindset is that we are a startup inside what we call ODOT. And so we are an innovation group. We are a team that's that's looking to, to ahead to the future. 
as part of the executive order that reestablished us under the new administration, uh, building on the previous administration, we have what we call the Drive Ohio Alliance. And that's where we realize we have to do this through teamwork, through collaboration. If it's just a small team inside one state agency, that is not sufficient. So even within state government, we have several named liaisons to other state agencies to partner. But this Drive Ohio Alliance pulls in those same group of stakeholders I mentioned, government, industry, both startups and established companies, uh, education partners from pre-K to PhD, the whole spectrum, and then uh, community organizations, whether they be nonprofits or others. So we get that alliance together at least quarterly, and then we keep that network going, and that's how we, we accomplish things collaboratively around the state. And it's a lot of things. And we really want to dig in today on the, the stuff that's happening in education. And I use that term, not, not schools, not K-12, because the reality is certainly at least the pieces of your work that I've had the privilege of being able to, A, to watch from afar and, and sometimes even be involved with, it's, it's across that full spectrum by design. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the buckets of education work that you're doing. And I'm just going to let you pick one end of that spectrum or the other and let's, let's sort through them. Sure. Sure. So this is the talent piece of the, the the focus area for Drive Ohio. Just for reference, when we talk about smart mobility, and I referenced earlier, we have these mission areas. We have five pillars, safety, mobility, access, reliability, and talent. That spells out smart if you're keeping score. And that's how people <laughs> like me can remember it. And so in the inside that talent bucket, let's let's click in and zoom in on that. So within that spectrum, we talk about engaging the early an emerging workforce. So that's your pre-K to 12 portfolio. We've got uh, an area where we're, what we might say, preparing the workforce as they're taking their first, hopefully their second internship if they had a high school internship, or hopefully their third if they had a middle school mm-hmm. internship. But anyway, as they're getting closer and closer into the workforce, we're working with higher ed partners from career tech, two-year and four-year schools. We've got programming for upskilling incumbents uh, and, and we can give examples of how we're picking some in-demand careers that are being actively affected by this technology. And then we actually have a fourth bucket where we talk about getting people to work, using the technology to connect the gaps where transportation is a barrier to the workforce and becomes a hindrance for employers as well. So that that's sort of the broad sweep of the portfolio. And so then within that portfolio and that collective intent. There are a variety of different sort of educational programs or initiatives or partnerships that you've actively and by design, oftentimes, found yourself in the middle of. So, um, you know, for example, there's a variety of different things and programs that you're doing specifically with schools um, in, in whether it be in elementary or middle school or even high school design challenges that are happening in and around the state in a variety of different components. We have been involved with Drive Ohio and the work that Rich is doing through teacher professional development. So there, there are some pretty intriguing opportunities in the space of education as it relates to what you're working on. So give us a sort of a case study, I guess, if you will, of a, a couple of the, the pieces that you feel like are best reflective of the mission of Drive Ohio. So within the the pre-K to 12 spectrum where we're engaging the emerging workforce, we have a mixture of in-classroom and out-of-classroom visits, hands-on engagement. And then we pair that up with, as you mentioned, design challenges. And in the state of Ohio, we're, we're kind of blessed with the Ohio STEM Learning Network, which is the mm-hmm. statewide network. 
And as, as they were preparing their statewide design challenge for the current school year, uh, we had an opportunity to partner up. And so that is the theme uh, for this year's challenge. So we are, you know, we've got problem-based learning and work-based learning baked into the DNA of all the workforce development activities that we're doing. And so we are pulling problem statements from smart mobility projects all around the state. And we're offering those up to, to students of all ages to engage with those problems and solve them. So through that OSLN design challenge, we've got a series of online resources that teachers can access during the current school year. And this is meant to be an enduring relationship with these schools. Mm-hmm. So in future school years, that content will live on. And then for the in-classroom visits, just yesterday, I was at Columbus City Schools and we unveiled our Ozobot fleet. Mm-hmm. So we've got a dozen of these great accessible um, STEM kits. And while the robots themselves do have a certain price point, all the materials we brought were office supplies. And that was what they did their coding with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for anybody who's familiar with that robot, we had students doing maps of the autonomous shuttle that's about to be deployed next month in the Linden community uh, in, in the Columbus area. And so some of the students, I would hear them say, there's my house or my Mm -hmm. parents work there Mm -hmm. or I wrote on the other shuttle when it was downtown. So it, we, we, we bring these authentic problem statements. And, you know, along the way, we don't have to say the word career. They end up catching us afterwards and talking about what they want to do. We did something similar with third graders with these uh, BlueBot, BeBot platforms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had one, one little girl stop me and say, I want to work at ODOT. Uh, how often does that happen, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, those are the kind of outcomes that we're aiming for. And they just kind of happen organically. When we have these events. So in the K-12 space between the classroom visits, which are starting mostly with teachers because we're just latching onto that infrastructure through the OSLN network, but we're adding an informal STEM component for outside of uh, the school building. So we're working with, you know, we went down to the Cincinnati Museum Center mm-hmm. recently at a, a great collaboration there. We've been strong partners with COSI and Columbus. And we're, we've engaged with a Wow Science Center in Youngstown, and we've got all the other science centers around the state. I'm warning you now, if you're listening, you're <laughs> on our list. We're coming. <laughs> we want to have Drive Ohio ambassadors all around the state sharing this content about, you know, if you're into, you know, I look at these music notes in the studio here, and I think about a, an improv player in jazz or something. It's, here's the basic theme that we're going for, and you can stretch it in different directions and make it local. So that's sort of the, the earlier examples mm-hmm. of what we're doing. And then when you look at the higher ed spectrum, kind of zooming out and then uh, zooming into that age group and, and constituent group, we've got work going on in Dayton right now with our capstone challenge. And it's a state, another statewide program that we're just starting to prototype and, and deploy. We're in our third semester of this program. We've had, I'd say, at least four or five different higher ed institutions involved, and we plan to scale this up bigger in the fall. We bring a problem statement that's linked to local partners. In Dayton, we're working with the city of Dayton and Greater Dayton RTA and Drive Ohio have all been talking about routes for an automated shuttle that would solve a community challenge. We always listen to what the community partners say. And so they presented to us a a specific challenge of connecting the right Dunbar district on the west side with the Oregon district and other areas on the east side. And so we've had this as the, the premise for the project. We have an opportunity uh, last semester and now in this carrying into this second semester to have the University of Dayton through their innovation center have a team of students work directly with those, those local partners. So they're on almost weekly calls with the city and RTA and they're developing route maps and doing the real work. So it's almost like an internship, mm-hmm. but they're getting 
college credit for it. And so there's something in it for everybody. And they're doing great work on that. So those are just a few examples. Yeah. And and as it should be, the whole getting credit and doing work and, you know, having it tap into multiple places. And there's absolutely, in my mind, of course, no reason why we can't do that from our smallest learners Mm -hmm. uh, to our most mature um, learners and everything in between. One of the other things that that is intriguing to me about um, the work that you're doing and certainly one of the conversations that I have frequently and I certainly hear a lot, especially as you deploy into new communities. And you and I have had this particular conversation before. It's always hard to get started, right? There's, But Drive Ohio has the advantage or the disadvantage, right? There is not a community in our state. And I would argue not probably not a state in our nation, right? That doesn't have some type of transportation issue that they are wrestling with as it relates to accessibility for folks, whether that's getting to a job or getting to hospital or moving folks from here to there. It's a global issue. It truly is, especially at the rate and pace of change of technology. And so especially when you you go into these communities to start those new conversations and quickly, you know, roll schools and community all together in that conversation. One of the things that I get asked frequently is, what the heck does this work thing have to do with us? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you overcome that barrier wearing your Rich Granger hat? I know how I overcome it wearing my, you know, crazy Annalise hat, but, but you're, you're out there with a sort of a, a different purpose in mind, but the goal's the same. So what is that conversation in those communities when they're like, why do we want to be part of this? So we've had many of those over the past two years. And we have another one coming up just next week in Marietta. So we do, and we'll be together in Marietta, won't we? We will come back around to that in a minute. I had completely spaced out that that's next week. (laughs) That is, that is next week. And so if I were to predict how that will go, Mm -hmm. it's so the reason we're going to Marietta is because we we drive Ohio uh, and the transportation research center and and several higher ed partners and industry partners. We all want a grant. Uh, which is different from the ones I mentioned earlier. And this grant is focused on deployment of automated driving systems in rural areas Mm -hmm. because we are a statewide program that's focused on all 88 counties, and many of them are rural. And much of the technology is being deployed in urban centers right now. And it's our strong belief that this uh, needs to be an inclusive deployment of technology for everybody. So we're going to Marietta to talk with teachers and community members and local stakeholders about this grant, what it's about, what is smart mobility all about. And then we're diving into professional development in the afternoon to, to work with teachers to hopefully get them engaged directly in this OSLN design challenge. And so when we have these discussions, we're, we're there to say, we're here to, to talk a little, but we're here mostly to listen. We want to hear from you. You know, what is your local regional version of, of the transportation challenge, whether mm-hmm. it is getting mm-hmm. people to work? Uh, getting people to healthcare appointments. It, it turns out when we turned in that grant application in partnership with many local partners uh, in Southeast Ohio, including Ohio University, Buckeye Hills Regional Council, City of Athens, uh, other regional stakeholders, they were, as we were preparing that proposal, they talked about challenges people have getting to healthcare appointments. Mm-hmm. Working with the Ohio University Diabetes Institute, that is baked into our proposal. So that's that. the idea is to, take that initial concept and now pull it into execution with partners uh, from the communities. And I think that the other thing that is very, very clear in that message is it's not 
it's not even just about pulling in folks within the sort of wrestling with the transportation issue or the partners, but at the most ground level saying this is a a very comprehensive and holistic community issue that it has many, many ancillaries, right? And by tackling this through this lens, we we will ultimately be able to touch all these other pieces that are happening and related within whatever your community happens to be. Um, just for our listeners, so the, the past piece of what's happening there, as Rich said, in the afternoon, we'll be working um, with teachers uh, trying to, in the very earliest phase, from a workforce development sort of standpoint, say, hey, as you're prepping students in this emerging workforce pipeline, good on you, Rich. <laughs> oh, those conversations have paid off. Um, and, you know, we really want to empower local educators to feel prepared and ready to help students see the future career opportunities. Back back to a point that you made earlier, oftentimes you don't have to have that conversation because it emerges from what kids see. Mm-hmm. But we also know that as students move through middle and especially into high school, it's really, really easy to get pigeonholed or, and to have or believe that there are limited career paths or the career paths can only be X, Y, or Z when the reality is, especially within transportation or whatnot, it's, it's a pretty diverse set of options. When you, when you unpack what's happening in this world of smart mobility, and as we've defined it, connected automated vehicles mm-hmm. and infrastructure, uh, ground and air, that's still pretty broad. You could throw other things on top of that if you started bringing in scooters or mm-hmm. hyperloops or electrification. And, and we, we're involved in those discussions too, but since we're a startup, we got to stay focused, right? right? <laughs> and so when you just think about automated vehicles for a minute, there's a really rich discussion that we have with students of all ages about this. And it starts with some pretty basic things that I talk with my five-year-old daughter about. When she's asking me to switch the playlist and I say, I got to keep my eyes on, on the road and my hands on the wheel. We start with that discussion with students and, and then start pressing them to say, well, what if there's no one in the driver's seat? How does the car see? How does it make decisions? And if you look at this current state of technology, the seeing and sensing is, is getting there. The decision-making, not so much. They're working on it. And Mm -hmm. I'm not criticizing industry by any imagination, but they'll be the first to admit there's more work to be done. Who's going to do that work? They're in middle school right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And so this is really their problem to solve. And they're getting started on it right now. And when we think about, you know, back to Southeast Ohio, our ambitions in that region are not just to execute a four-year grant. It's to transform the Appalachian region into a national test center for automated vehicles. That is an ambitious goal, Mm -hmm. and we can't do it just with a grant. We need community partners. We're talking across state boundaries. Mm -hmm. Ohio is part of what's called the Smart Belt Coalition that pulls in Pennsylvania and Michigan. We've done other collaborations with Indiana. So this is as much a regional project as it is a a local project. And, you know, how do we tap into economic development to grow jobs that these students will then be able to move into? And maybe they're the ones starting the company. Mm -hmm. We would love to see startups growing out of this in addition to established companies. You know, we have a phrase we use with our industry partners. We tell them we want them to come here to test and stay here to grow. Mm-hmm. So even if you didn't originate in Ohio, we want you here. That's, that's awesome. I love that. Come here to test, stay here to grow. That's yep. absolutely spectacular. And I have zero doubt that you're going to end up with so many different ideas and startups that come out of those exact middle school kids, right? Because you're 100%. It's going to be not only their problem to solve, 
but their problem in their world to live in, right? You know, we, we talk about this all the time in education. The reality is we're prepping for something so much bigger than what we know right now. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it, I would argue, is that, you know, our Gen Zs, which are the kiddos we're talking about, they're fearless in this space mm-hmm. in ways that you and I are not. Yes. To some extent, right? And we're we're very open to a thousand different possibilities or we wouldn't do what we do. But the reality is these kiddos do not know a world that is not connected. Mm -hmm. They do not know a world that is not completely immersed by technology, Mm -hmm. by, with, in, around, and for. Mm -hmm. And they are going to come at all of these things from a very, very different perspective. They're not afraid of coding. They may have teachers who are afraid to teach coding, but the kids Mm -hmm. themselves, not so much. And Mm -hmm. so I also think that it's really important for our listeners just so there's no confusion. So the, the work that Rich is talking about and the grant and the funds that made it possible for them to go down into the Marietta community. It, the, it's a different set of grant funds that make it possible for us to go do the teacher PD. But these two things come together, and we see this all the time. I, I, I just don't, don't want local stakeholders to go, wait a minute, that's not what we agreed you know, to fund. And the right. answer is, no, 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 you're right, you did not. Uh, the state of Ohio and the generosity of the legislators are making it possible for past uh, to be part of that project to help work with and train teachers. So just... That way we don't we don't get anybody's little fires that's, going. <laughs> that's no, it's good, always good to clarify because we view this as kind of this full stack. Exactly, there is there is a stack of technology and infrastructure and mm-hmm. economic development programs, and then we are just swarming around that with yep. these workforce programs. And in every community, large and small around the state, we have a different version of those discussions. Whether it's in Springboro on and towards Southwest Ohio, where we flew a, a swarm of drones to, mm-hmm. to map the, the school traffic, and now we want to work with AAA and their school safety patrol program to get students looking at drone data. You know, we're just, I mentioned the Dayton case mm-hmm. study. We're just mm-hmm. trying to bring that whole perspective so everything kind of stitches together. And I'm, that's the thing that I love about it so much. And you can see it play out locally. And so I'll sort of step back in. Yesterday, I was um, at Rillensburg, one of our local schools, um, working and visiting a classroom that is also one of the classrooms that the teachers at Rich and Drive Ohio have been able to participate in. And it was very, very clear to me, very clear to me, because the kiddos have been working in this project for the better part of the year. Um, in Ms. Farino's classroom. And that's another episode you can listen to um, as well. But, but what I was struck by in this conversation was how, how much these third graders understood about exactly what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much that they could say, hey, because so-and-so was here and shared this thing with me. It's because they've literally been working in developing a grid, just like you were talking about with the Linden kiddos, and here's my piece, and here's my neighborhood, and here's where our streets are, and here's the things that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And they, they understood the connectivity of the world that they were living in, both the fiscal space and the technological space. Mm-hmm. I, I am completely floored, by the way, by what they are doing in Reynoldsburg. Yeah. I, I, the only reason I haven't been to that building yet is because they told me, let us finish our yep. business case yep. and then we'll be ready for you. And I, I, third graders doing a business uh-huh. case just makes me so happy. I can't even put it into words. Yeah, it's absolutely remarkable. And they fully understood. So it was, it was clear they've watched videos. They've seen stuff online. You know, one of the little kids, even on their map I saw, has has a Drive Ohio station. 
I love it. Right. I mean, Drive Ohio never intended to have a station. Maybe, maybe they never will, right? But the mm-hmm. kid in their mind was saying, hey, this thing, mm-hmm. we understand what it does, mm-hmm. is is a is a waypoint mm-hmm. in our bigger community and what we're trying to accomplish. So um, when you get there, you will be absolutely blown away. But that brings me to an interesting question that I get asked frequently. And so I love when I have the opportunity to have a guest on mm-hmm. uh, who's working on an, the flip side of the same coin to be able to ask this question because I get asked it all the time. So what the heck does workforce have to do with K-12, that emerging space, right? Because there's a, an intriguing push-pull. We, I think we do a great job of it here, but that is not the case everywhere. Lots of places, it's like school is school and work is work. How do you argue around that? Oh, well, I think, I think it's, it's, it's such an easy case to make once you just experience it, like we have been talking about here. When you talk to employers and they talk about where the gaps are, I'll stop short of saying skill gap because I know some mm-hmm. people use that phrase, other people don't like it. But they always talk about human skills, soft skills, there's different phrases for it. How do you learn that? You learn it through problem solving. Mm-hmm. How do you do problem solving? You solve a problem. And so when you have this problem-based learning, you're, you're, you're strengthening those muscles that the students need to, to go solve those problems and you're filling the gaps that you've got. And when you, you look at the creativity that's brought by these students, it's, you know, I'll give an example. Last summer, uh, in affiliation with uh, Senator Brown's statewide summer manufacturing camps, we worked with mm-hmm. OWOW Science Center in Youngstown, and they set up for us an event at the YWCA in Warren, a room full of middle school girls ready to do an innovation challenge with us as part of their week-long event. So we brought to them the transportation paradox, the paradox of I don't have a car. How do I get a job? I don't have a job. How do I get a car? Mm -hmm. Now, there is a team in Northeast Ohio through the Fund for Our Economic Future that covers 18 counties up there. To their credit, they've after mapping job hubs all around the region for two years, then they went and pulled together a million dollars worth of prize money. This is a real problem. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a, a, a nested problem that doesn't have a clean solution. But they are working on this problem in that region. So we said, let's put the middle school students to work. And in an hour, they were kicking out ideas that were comparable to the proposals that our team has been reviewing mm-hmm. as part of that mm-hmm. initiative. So wh- when people say, well, what, what ideas might younger students bring? I, I point them to these examples and say they're with almost no context. They're jumping right in and providing ideas that, that are not cluttered by years worth mm-hmm. of thinking in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's a fresh perspective and it's, it's the talent that you're going to need. And they have digital skills that, and, and, ways of thinking that are, are much more agile. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, on the infrastructure side, I, I have literally sat in meetings where I saw someone who's much more used to the, this will get a little technical, going through a waterfall program management approach where you're just going step by step. And someone started talking in agile software development language and the meeting had to be stopped mm-hmm. because some people didn't know what that was. Right, right. And no offense to the people in the room, but when you've thought a certain way for a long time, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And you've got people coming up that think, in a way that they don't see these boundaries that we've all kind of gotten used to. Mm-hmm. And it's really intriguing because I literally, over the last week or so, have engaged in uh, an online debate. I'm not going to tell anybody what forum because I don't want people to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been engaged in this online debate with some industry folks. And these are some industry execs. And the, the question that I posed was literally around... Why can't we transform education, our pockets of education, utilizing an industry 
R&D sort of approach, right? Mm-hmm. I, I gave it no more um, background knowledge than that. And it was fast and furious. And what I heard repeatedly was that the reason we can't do that to the statement you just made, which is why I loved what you just said, is that, you know, industry, it requires too much knowledge that if if solving big, giant, hairy, audacious global problems was that simple, implying that for middle school kids to be able to do that, it must be a simple problem. Um, and I would argue, mm, mm-hmm. BS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they said it would already be done. So my, my premise was completely flawed because the two paradigms can never align, which was my point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the notion of not having or being hampered by that cluttered mind, right? That, that, that I love. I'm going to borrow that, by the way. Sure. Um, and, and, and as you well know, because you've been at the Innovation Lab many, many times, we thoroughly believe, right, in that same thing, that, you know, the kids don't know, they don't come in with a suitcase filled with all the reasons why not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, their suitcase is empty and they start stacking into it all the reasons why. And, and what, I, what I would add on top of that is, I love complexity. I mean, my training was in engineering, and so I'm sometimes accused of making things too complicated. So those are the moments where I remind myself to zoom out and simplify. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, what's the old cliche? If you can't explain it to a five-year-old, like my daughter, who Mm -hmm. I love dearly, then then you can't really get to what you're saying. So, okay, let's zoom out. Let's simplify it. And then we can zoom back in. And if they can, you know, if the students are helping you see things that you didn't see before, then, okay, bring your more experienced seasoned people with the depth of knowledge along for that zoom back in and have those students at least observing, shadowing, mm-hmm. watching, mm-hmm. and engaging, and then zoom out again and check in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I, I would just, you know, uh, if that's the line of discussion, I would push back a little and say there are ways to, to have those kind of engagements. Oh, I push. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Oh, I push hard, you know, because I do believe that it's an immersive experience, right? And that the the best, the best teaching, the best learning, and quite frankly, the best workforce on the backside of it in my mind, right, is folks who have matriculated through a progressive immersive experience. They grow those human skills. They grow those complex problem-solving skills. And oh, by the way, they contribute to the solving of real local regional, statewide, global, take your pick problems mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at the end of the day, as, as we, we mentioned earlier, it's their problem to solve. Mm-hmm. It's hubris of us to say they're not capable. Yeah. I mean, problem solving is just this amazing laboratory for learning. When I was teaching Capstone at the university level, I would just tell the students, teams constantly, you are in a course about decision-making, whether mm-hmm. you realize it or not. And every week, you are making different decisions, some of them big, some of them small. And sometimes you have to make the decision on the spot, and other times you have the luxury of a little bit of time. But I would always push them to take a, a mental exercise of answering the question, what if you had to make the decision right now? What would you decide and why? And then if you had the luxury of more time, what additional information would you go get to help make a better decision? And you're just reducing risk. You're burning down risk every time you're going through that. And that's project management. That's mm-hmm. the, And it, the earlier we're teaching uh, students that lesson, and it's just a mental model that they can use throughout their whole life, not just in their career. It absolutely is. And you can see 
that muscle flex. Mm-hmm. I saw that yesterday when I was in Miss Farino's classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, she assigned a young man to me to be the ambassador to me for my visit, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I was so incredibly struck by, and in fact, I pulled her aside at the end and I said, I don't know if you realize that this kid has has made this leap because you're in the weeds with the kiddos. And sometimes, to your point, you got to zoom back to really see the progress that you've made sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt very strongly that she needed to know because this was a huge, huge um, nugget, this, this, uh, this sort of um, um, outcome that you might not have even realized. And as this this young man was taking me from group to group to group that were working on your problem. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he knew what they were not only all doing, but more importantly, after listening to me interact with the, with the groups of kids and the questions that I was asking the kiddos, he very quickly picked up which questions were not yet being answered for me because mm-hmm. I was asking them again, right? And he would then, as he introduced me to the next group who was working on the next piece of the puzzle, the map for you know solving mobility in their community, he was crafting the question to the group through his introduction. Mm, yeah, that's massive. Mm-hmm. This is a third grader, mm-hmm. and it was artful, mm-hmm. and it was deliberate, and it was building on all of that collective knowledge. And and the more that we can re- recreate and make systematic that type of magic that you just described to me the one of the one of the great goals here is to take problem statements that we're currently putting in front of university capstone students and slide that back to high school and then and slide that back to middle you school got it. You got and back it. to upper elementary that's right and then eventually get it all the way down to pre-k yes because the thing the the fire that burns hot inside me is getting stem deployed below the age of five Everywhere yep. for everybody yep. in an accessible way because that is just the right thing to do and it's fair and it's what everybody deserves and needs to be ready to succeed in the world that we live in and will be living in. It has the potential to be that global equalizer, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody has now had that experience. Yep. That's huge. I mean, I still remember the meeting we had at, 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 at your innovation lab where I brought in a, a, a physical copy of that National Science Foundation report, STEM Starts <laughs> Early. And your team was featured in there. And that was the moment when you realized you were featured in there. That was just a cool moment. Oh, that, yeah. We had no idea that we had been included. Yeah, that was awesome. And that, that, but that, what was buried inside that report was this awesome idea of STEM charging stations, mm-hmm. recharging mm-hmm. the learning. And going back to the earlier remarks about um, informal STEM, working with, uh, I mentioned the science centers and museums, but we're also talking with libraries, mm-hmm. the Marysville Library to their extreme credit, is setting up a smart mobility section in the library. And they sit along the US 33 Smart Mobility Corridor, which is one of those two grants I mentioned at the very beginning. I got all this started with the Drive Ohio experiment that we're running. But we're planning to have these charging stations all around the state is the vision. You know, having, having them inside libraries, community centers, after school programs, maybe bus stops or multimodal smart mobility hubs, mm-hmm. if, if that's what we're evolving to. So that's the goal. It's an awfully amazing goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very awing it's to think about and the progress that you've already made. So I want to thank you very much, both for the work you do and for the work that Drive Ohio is doing, but for your passion to make sure that it's done well. Well, I appreciate it. It's great to, great to be here and talk about things that, that I feel very deeply about. It's always a good time. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, 
learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.